Episode 17, we're at the pointy end of the season, just a few games to go, perhaps a few more games than we expected in two weeks, but there's a a lot happening and there has been a lot happening over the weekend. Talking about it all with me today, Ashley Morrison. Welcome again, Ashley. Yeah, I was a a very surprised to get your call and uh, I wasn't even (laughs) on the bench, so I think I was sort of pulled out of the bar to make up the numbers this week. Yeah, we we had to make some changes here at Pro League due to employment conflicts. Was <laughs> it <like> budgetary? <laughs> no, yeah, no. I'm no not getting paid. Getting paid. <laughs> no one's getting paid to do this show, mate. Uh, let's get through the results. What we're going to do is go through very quickly because there's a heap of games to get through, and then we're going to talk about what all these results mean with the finals just around the corner. The last weekend in June. Start with game number 104. It was played at Hockey Club Orange Rood in Eindhoven, and it was the Netherlands versus New Zealand. Uh, that's a men's game, and uh, what an intriguing game it was too. The Netherlands, footing the bottom of the Pro League table for the men, managed to scrape a nil-all draw. A fantastic performance from the New Zealanders. They you know, probably could have called themselves a bit unlucky not to get a goal out of that, but it went to the shootout, which uh, the bonus point was taken by the Netherlands 3-2 there. So uh, Netherlands would be happy to get the two points out of it. New Zealand, uh, they'll keep on striving to pick up a win. Game number 105 is a women's game, Netherlands versus Germany, once again at Orange Rude Eindhoven. This game was played at uh, 17.30, the earlier game. But it's later the match. Not sure how that works. Netherlands and Germany. It was a 2-1 victory to the Netherlands women there. Uh, they scored in the 6th minute and the 46th minute. Uh, Germany pulled back one in the 48th minute. A lot, tense last 10 minutes, but it wasn't enough uh, to take the points from the Netherlands. They get all three there with that 2-1 victory. Then we move on to match number 108. Doing it by numbers today. And it's Great Britain versus Germany. Once again, on the women's side of things, it was played on the 7th of June. That game got underway at 19.30 local time at the Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre. And, uh, well, it was a tense match. Great Britain led 1-0 at the quarter time, and they led 2-1 at, at uh, half time. It was 2-all at three-quarter time. They did manage to score again, Great Britain, in the third quarter to lead uh 3-2, but then Germany came back 54th and right on the death knell in the 60th minute to score to take out that game. Four goals to three. On to match number 109, and that is a men's game between Belgium and the Netherlands. And uh, perhaps a bit of a shock, the result here. Can you pronounce this name here, Ashley, for me, please? I'm just trying to read it. Uh, my Belgian is not too good. Better than mine, I did. Il Reichsplein. Yeah, that's the one in Antwerp. And it was a 4-0 victory to the Netherlands there over the home team. Fairly tense, half-time nil all. And then the goals came for the Netherlands. One in the third in the 37th minute. Then in the 48th, 55th. And they rounded out the game in the 60th minute. 
with a fourth goal there. So uh, Belgium uh, would have been a bit disappointed with the result in that game, although they're in a strong position on the table. We'll get to that very shortly. Uh, that game was backed up by the Netherlands and Belgium playing the women's side of things. That game got underway at 15.30. And uh, once again, it was the Netherlands who took that game out. Uh, two goals to one. Uh, they led at half-time 1-0, extended their lead in the third period to 2-0. And Belgium put a bit of spice into the game with a goal in the 52nd minute to make it 2-1. Once again, couldn't find that extra goal to send it to a shootout. So it was the Netherlands taking the points there two goals to one that's game number 110 number 111 was Great Britain versus Australia at the Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre um, and there's something wrong with this because they've got the wrong score there haven't they uh, is it the oh, men's game or the women's? Oh, it is the men's game. Sorry, I got confused there. It is the men's game, uh, just for a second. I was too excited about the women's result, you see. A uh, two-all draw at full-time there between Great Britain and Australia. Great Britain got the scoring underway in the seventh minute, took the lead there. Uh, it didn't last long, though, in the twelfth minute, Australia pinched a goal back. But then Great Britain took the lead again in the 23rd minute, 25th minute, Sorry, to take a 2-1 half-time lead. Australia came back in the 36, tied it all up at 2-all, and there the score remained. Um, interesting game there, Ashley. We both managed to watch that one. Uh, Great Britain took the bonus point 4-3 in the shootout, but it didn't really seem to harm Australia because they're at the top of the table. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that game, for me, it uh, backed up a comment Jamie Dwyer made when I was commentating with him on one of the Pro League games that he would like to see four officials on the pitch. I think they needed them in that game. Yeah, it was quite a willing game. I don't think there was any ill feeling between the teams, but they were certainly going hard at each other. Yeah, and it was a very physical game, and therefore I think it was a pretty difficult one for the umpires, and that's why I'm saying that if they'd have had an extra umpire on either side of the pitch, they may well have picked a few things up that, as a viewer on my sofa, I'm going, how did they get away with that? Yeah, there was a few of them. I, I thought elbows and backs had been outlawed in hockey, but apparently I'm wrong. Uh, okay, let's move on for that game, and we go to the second game for that afternoon, and that would have been Australia versus Great Britain on the win. Oh no, it's not because of the way these uh, the fix. It was such a big day, wasn't it? Six, seven games on. Game number 112 is Germany versus New Zealand at the Krefeld Hockey and Tennis Centre in Krefeld, and. Um, well, an intriguing game. Three all the final score there. The New Zealand men are in a bit of form at the moment, aren't they? Nil all to the Netherlands. Three all with uh, the Germany. However, they just couldn't take the extra point from the shootout going down 4-3. They were leading 3-2 at one stage. So a bit of bad luck there for the New Zealanders. But Germany will be probably breathing a sigh of relief to pick up the, the bonus point from that particular game. Uh, match number 113. Um, well, the Netherlands just played Belgium on Saturday. They turned up on the Sunday and they played each other again. Home and away. <laughs> two games in two different countries. It's it's a bit crazy. It's one of those crazy things about the Pro League fixturing at Hertzkenbush. I hope that's close to right. The 4pm game uh, on the men's side of things. And uh, it wasn't quite the game it had been for the Belgium's first time around. The Netherlands still scored four and won the game, but the Belgians this time managed to uh, pick up three goals of their own. They actually led 1-0 at quarter time. Uh, the Dutch struck back with two goals to Belgium's one in, this, in the second quarter to be two all at uh, half time. Uh, then the Dutch piled on a couple more goals in the third quarter to take a 4-2 lead. 
and uh, Belgium sadly can only pull back that single goal to make it 4-3 at the final whistle on to the last couple of games now and next up it's Germany versus New Zealand there's three games it was played at midday at Krefelder Hockey Club and it was Germany versus New Zealand a women's game and Germans getting home there 2-1 after New Zealand led 1-0 for the first three quarters of the game two goals in the 48th and 52nd minutes there for the Germans took the game out of the grasp of the New Zealanders uh, and it wasn't Olivia Merry scoring the, the goal there for New Zealand, so uh, she's done herself some harm on the goal scoring table. That probably killed off New Zealand's hopes, I think, of making it. Into oh, definitely. The top. I think when, once we get to talking yeah. about the tables, they're probably gone now. Germany still in with a hope. Uh, Netherlands and Belgium next up. Once again, the women's game. It was played at Hertgonsbosch. Close, closer. It was at first. I'll let you just keep going. <laughs> 1.30pm local time on the ninth Sunday. And it was the Netherlands versus Belgium women. And the Netherlands once again, 2-0. Uh, they're a machine, the Netherlands girls. And they're just going to keep rolling on and on. And you know what? It's not the flashy hockey play they play that makes them so good. It's just doing the simple things right and well. And uh, they're the Monty, you'd think, for making the final and probably to take out the tournament. I'll be interested to see how they cope with the pressure of the home crowd. And the final game for the weekend at Lee Hock Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre in London was Great Britain versus Australia. It was the women, and it was taken out by the Australians. They led 3-0 at, uh, at half-time, picked up another goal uh, at the 37th minute to lead 4 nil before Great Britain pulled back a goal in the 43rd minute to be 4-1 at three-quarter time and then in the 53rd minute to go four goals, uh, to go two goals for four, Australia in the lead, uh, they did pull their keeper, uh, tried to get the extra player you met, uh, supremacy advantage, yeah. Yeah, uh, it didn't work for them, I think Australia were pretty much in control of that game for most of the time and ran out very deserved winners there and a very big win for the Australian girls because that almost guarantees them a spot in the finals quickly uh, the goal scorers on the women's side of things has been 215 goals scored across the 60 games an average of 3.5 which has been constant across the tournament and 126 goals at 58% once again has been pretty much around that 56 to 58% for the entirety of the tournament uh, top goal scorers there, still Olivia Merry out with nine goals, uh, but it's a definite top three, I think. Uh, no, it's a top top six. Uh, Frederick Matler is in second place on eight goals. Savannah Fitzpatrick fits into third place on six goals, alongside Charlotte Stavenhorst, Kaya Van Mansaka as well. They're all on six goals, so... Um, all of those players will be looking to add and uh, have big parts to play in the last couple of weeks of the you Pro League. You sort of feel for Olivia Murray though because it looks like New Zealand may not make the finals and those yeah. players, or the, most of the others, Kai Van Marseke, Federica Matler, Savannah Fitzpatrick will probably all be playing in the finals. Stappenhorst may well also. Yep. So they're going to get goals and probably overhaul her with those extra games. Unless she picks up another hat-trick or two along the Absolutely. way. You never yeah, know. That would be nice for her, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, on the men's side of things, Pal Camado is still out on top with eight goals from Spain. Phil Roper from Great Britain, who you've been a bit of a fan of, he's on eight goals as well. And as Sam Ward from Great Britain, the two two of the three top goal scorers on eight goals from Great Britain there. And uh, then we get to seven goals for Tom Boone and six goals for Maceo Casella from Argentina. Tom Boone, of course, from Belgium. 
scored 228 goals from the 43 games played at 5.3, which has been the average now since about three weeks into the contest. They've been going about 5.5, 5.3. 160 goals scored from the field at 70%, which once again is around about the mark they've been going for the whole tournament. Probably the difference is statistically not worth talking about. We'll get to the tables and what that all means next. You're listening to Totally Pro League. It's episode number 17. My name's John Lee and I'm joined by Ashley Morrison. And Ashley, time now to take a look at the tables because we're finally getting to the pointy end of the season and it's all starting to make a little bit of sense. Uh, Should we start with the men? Why not? Okay, well, Australia out there on top with the men after their uh, draw. They get they get a uh, point there. They're on 23 points. Now, I'm going to talk in points, and we're going to leave the percentages out of it because what we're talking about here, I know that percentage is officially the way that they're going to determine it, but we're going to use points because it's easier to try and interpolate what's going to happen considering people have played uh, not the same amount of games and that at the end of the day, when everybody's played the same amount of games, percentage and points will be exactly the same anyway, and it won't make any difference whether you're quoting percentage or the points. It'll be the same. So Australia are out on top. They're on 23 points at the moment. Uh, Belgium are nominally second on 19 points. That's through the uh, 63% percentage. They've both played 10 games. Netherlands is in third. They played the extra game. They're on 20 points. They're on 11. Argentina have also played 11 games on 17 points. Uh, Germany have played 11 games. They're on 17 points. Great Britain on 12 games have 18 points. Then it's Spain in 7th. They've played 10 games. They're on 10 points, so they're out of the running. And New Zealand, uh, 11 games played. They're in 8th position. They're on just 4 points, so uh, they're well and truly cooked, you'd think. Yeah, I think the interesting thing when you look at the league latter, though, is is it's pretty much the world rankings, except Australia at the moment ahead of Belgium. You know, Belgium are ranked number one at the moment, Australia two, Netherlands are three, Argentina are four, which is where they are. Germany actually come in because India aren't there, so they're in their right spot. Great Britain are in the England ranking spot, and it's only Spain and New Zealand at the bottom again that have flipped it. So, yeah, uh, yeah the top two have changed it around and the bottom two have changed it around. And we can start seeing how this tournament's going to work out. Australia have got four games left. They play 14 games. Uh, they're on 23 points. So they've got a total potentially, they've got 16 points that they can take out of the next four games. Uh, up Belgium, they've played the 10 games as well. They've got 19 points. Once again, that's 16 in their favour. Then then you start to get into the interesting territory about who's going to make it and who's not. The Netherlands, Argentina and Germany all on 11 games. Netherlands are on 20 points. So they're a game ahead, essentially, of Argentina and Germany. And then Great Britain. They've played one more game, but they've got one more point. They've only got two games left in them. So that's only a maximum of six points that they can take. Uh, from yeah, the rest the of the 24 is the well, most they can get. So the most they can get is 24. Australia's top of the table on 23. They, they pick up another win and they're, they're there. They're home. Um, Germany, three games to go, a maximum of nine points they can take, which would put them on 28 points. Argentina, uh, no, yeah, the no. same. That's right, sorry, nine, no, 26. nine points put them on 26. 26. Yeah. 
Belgium have got four games to go. They're on 19 points. It's, it's turning into a really intriguing battle. I think Great Britain are gone. I don't think the, the two games left is going to kill them. They haven't got enough points left in them. But what will make it interesting is a lot of these points that are available to teams uh, are also taking points off other teams. <laughs> so I, th- I think the other thing that I find quite interesting is if you look at it, Australia sitting top of the, t- the ladder. They've only lost one game and that was against Belgium over in Melbourne. They've had two draws. They haven't picked up a shootout bonus point in either of those. If you look at Argentina again, Argentina have had two draws, and they haven't won any shootout, but all the other teams have actually managed to pick up points in shootouts except for New Zealand at the bottom. But you would have expected, I think, Australia to have at least um, come out, prevailed in at least one of those shootouts I would have thought I think it's something they got to work on especially did you watch the shootouts last night's game oh definitely yeah, did, yeah. I think they need to put some serious time into their shootout practice because I don't think they've I, I was down at teams. training recent before they left and I mean yeah. they do it at the end of every training session Colin Batch is there with the stopwatch yeah um, so they are putting it in there but I just wonder whether there's a bit of a mental thing now after that loss at the World Cup uh, if, yeah, interesting because they don't seem to be as confident as some of the other teams going into the shootouts, and I think that shows up in in some of the players' attack on, on the shootout. You know, when they get the ball, they're sort of a bit yeah. lackadaisical sometimes. I think, yeah, that's certainly one area of the game they have to work on. Um, and it's funny because there is no advantage to finishing first. There's no advantage to where you finish. All you have to do Not is when get you're the playing top the top teams in the world. Yeah, all you have to do is get into the top four. Um, and if it went as we stand at the moment, Australia, Belgium, Netherlands, and Argentina. You know, okay, so one gets cross-drawn with four. Is there an advantage between playing the Netherlands or Argentina or Belgium? Who, who are you better advantage by playing against? Uh, so all you got to do is get to that top four, and once you're there, anything is possible. And uh, I, I'm not sure that um, Argentina can hold on. This is going to be the tough part of the tournament, playing in Europe for them, these few games that they have there, the last three. Uh, and the teams that they're going to be playing against are the same ones they're fighting for points. I'm just very intrigued if it comes down in Argentina and Germany, who, as we said at the moment, sitting fourth and fifth at the moment, if they finish level on points again... That shootout that never took place when the game was abandoned in Argentina where they had the cyclone come yep. through. They were given a point each for a draw and they didn't have the shootout. So neither of them got the chance to go for the bonus, bonus point. point. And as we said, you, I know you're talking points, yep. but it, when it comes down to that, and it will affect the percentage because one of them would have picked up a point or had to pick up a point. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be a really interesting little sideshow. Yeah, but I bet there's a few interesting phone calls between CEOs when it comes to if that is the case. Let's get on to the women's side of things now, Ash, and we start, well, guess who's at the top? Netherlands, of course. Uh, They're on 33 points, having played 12. Now, the girls play 16. Sorry, the women play 16. (laughs) We've been told about this, you see. The women play 16 games, so the Dutch still have four games in hand on 33 points. Um, So they're probably going to finish first. Argentina, They've got more points at this stage. Um, they're confirmed 35. now into the finals. They're like confirmed, yeah. Yep. So the top two are through. Yeah, they've played 14. They've only got two left. Um, and they won't be against Australia. 
those games, Argentina, they'll be against the European teams. They won't be playing China or the United States. Um, Australia's in third place. They're on 27 points, and they're just about home. Um, You think one more win? Yeah, they've only got one game left. Oh, no, sorry, they've got three games left. So pick up a a bonus point here or there, or pick up a draw, and it's probably going to be enough on 27 points at the moment. Germany... 13, so they've got another three games they played. They've got another 13, uh, three to go. They're on 23 points. You'd suspect if anybody's going to drop out of there for Belgium, who are currently on eight points from 12 games... 18 points. 18 right. points. It would be Germany. Although that's not to say... If, you know, Australia don't pick up any more points. It could very well be Belgium. Yeah, it's it's interesting you're saying that because, I mean, Belgium, lowest-ranked team in the women's side of the competition... Yep. And, you know, they were a late replacement in the end uh, coming in yeah. uh, and replacing India. And I tell you what, they've done really, really well. And I think credit to that young side um, for all that they've achieved. They've vastly improved. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they miss out, it'll be really tough and they'll be devastated. But they can still be incredibly proud, I think, of their performances. Yeah, they're, they're going at 50% at the moment. Germany, who's a place above them in fourth, is going at 59%. Um, and their their goal difference is negative two, so that's not going to bode well for them when they come up if if they're on the same points as or percentage as other teams. Uh, New Zealand are in sixth place; they're on 15 points. They're probably cooked. Um, yeah, definitely. Great Britain uh, in seventh place on 11 points. China's in eighth place on 11 points as well. Um, they've they've actually won more one more game than Great Britain they've won three games you were talking before some people have been rather disparaging of the Chinese performances yeah I, I was quite surprised and I'm not going to obviously say who who it was but I, I think China's actually played really well in a lot of the games they've been certainly in most of the matches they've been really in the game and with a chance of getting a result and I would have to say that in most of the games that I've watched or a lot of them um, they've just lacked that killer instinct in front of goal. Yeah. They, they've they've created opportunities. I mean, I think their penalty con- corner conversion rate, I think only Great Britain's is worse than theirs from my stats. Um, but I think they've just lacked that killer instinct when they get inside the circle to get the goals because they've created the opportunities. And if they can sort that out, then they'll be a, a pretty handy side. Yeah. United States holding up the bottom of the, the table there in ninth place, uh, just picking up the seven points. They have had a win. Um, perhaps a little bit disappointing in the United States, but I believe that they're probably a country that needs to get this exposure to make them better. They need to be playing in a league like this. Um, and considering they are a self-funded national association... Hockey should be very keen to keep them involved at the top level. I think, I think the problem that they have now is, you know, obviously, as we all know, their college system is really, really good in that, you know, the funding was there because the American colleges by government, the U.S. government stated that whatever was spent on men's sport had to be spent on women's sport. But I think where they've fallen down a little bit lately is the amount of foreigners that are now coming into those programs. Um, and if you looked at their all-star teams for 2018, um, the American women didn't make up the majority. A lot of them were foreign-based um, females that had come to university on scholarships to play hockey. And some of those were from Canada, some were from Ireland and other parts of the world. And, and I think if they want to maintain their level, they've got to look at that and be very careful. And I think you touched on it on your reverse stick. 
where they need a league outside of the university system oh, because that's where the players need to go when they finish university and that they'll find other players that aren't going to go through the university system but that's to me a real worry for America because they, they need to keep supply that supply chain of players going I think the college system works well for a lot of sports in America and especially the, the, the American sports like baseball, basketball the big big ones because um, the, the influx of foreigners doesn't affect those sports where it has a real direct effect on, on hockey and it's something I think they should look at maybe what they've got to do is start announcing if, if it's an all American team they're American yeah, um, doing things like that to try and promote the game for themselves there. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you for a couple of hard calls. I'm I'm saying that the the top fours in both will be as they are now. I'm I'm finding it hard. To s- the only change I can say is Germany going in at the expense of Argentina on the men. But I think it's going to be too hard for some of these teams to to make up the difference points wise. Considering that the the teams that were potentially most vulnerable don't have to score many points from here on in to secure their place. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with you. I think the interesting thing for me in in the men's side of things is, as you said, Australia just played their first game on their European leg of the competition. They're going to have to play Belgium and the Netherlands. And I just wonder psychologically going into those games if they can get the results get a victory because if you remember they played those were the first two games they played in Australia and by Colin Batch's admission the players weren't quite ready it was a different format and it was a stinking stinking hot day here and they had to back up and certainly it affected them in the game against Belgium Belgium thoroughly deserved to win I'm not taking anything against them but the Australian players I don't think gave a good account of themselves because they were very leg weary after the absolutely thrilling game they had against the Netherlands the day before um, so I agree with you on that I, I just I think Germany may well just nudge ahead of Argentina yeah. uh, we'll have to wait and see the women's though oh yeah I think you're probably right I mean uh, uh, the the sort of underdog lover in me would love to see Belgium get in there and just just sneak through. I think it would be fantastic if they could, but it may be just a bridge too far. The points in the bag, as you say, are always better than having to win them. And I wonder if some of these European teams will start to question the fixturing, having seen that Australia had that run where they had all those home and they were able to build that points bank before they've gone had to go and face the really tough games over there and, and they're actually gone over to Europe for these games in a very good position on the table knowing that it was all in their hands they didn't have to worry about what other people's results were, they, it was all down to what they did and that, that makes it a lot easier for a team too I think. I think that the, the one of the issues that, and it's funny because you mentioned earlier how we've got a glut of games coming up yeah. at the moment and talking to the coaches as I have at various times and uh, uh, the biggest complaint most of them said is this period yeah. where they're not playing that there's a too big a gap between matches so I mean I think Australia had without that India series if you took it out it was something like five weeks between their last pro league game and their next pro league game and and, you know they're saying it's very hard to build a team for that keep them motivated when there's nothing in between I think it's hard for the supporters as well 
Yeah, uh, there's, uh, there's no doubt a lot of Australian supporters have, have kind of lost track of what's going on because there haven't been, you know, sadly the media don't give it any coverage in the newspapers or online. And so unless you actually go searching for it, you're never going to know. I mean, it, it amazes me and I've got to be careful because obviously I was working for Fox Sports here covering it this year. But I find it here is a is a TV station that bought the rights. Yet when you have Fox Sports News, which is sports news, they still don't even mention yeah. the result or show any highlights from the games. And they're broadcasting the games. So they've got all the footage there. And I just find that mind-blowing. And I just wonder if maybe someone from Hockey Australia is picking up the phone and going, guys, why aren't you showing this? Yeah, and I'd like to see some sort of pro league television show every week as well. Anyway, there's a lot that could be done to improve the pro What would you league, call it? Hey, totally pro league. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Totally Pro League. My name's John Lee. Ashley Morrison's here with me, and we're going to wind things up now with a quick look ahead at games to come. Because can I just say yeah, one yeah. thing though about the games at the weekend, the, the, the Great Britain Australia games, and it's just something that was really annoying for me because I don't know about you, John. I don't like to know the results of games if I'm recording them and I'm going to watch them. Now there were a lot of games on at the yeah, same time, so here in Australia we got Australia versus Great Britain as the game that was featured, and the other ones were going to be shown on Fox later. And they were giving us the scores from the other games. And I'm like, I don't want to know those. I want to enjoy the game when yeah, I watch it back. So it was like, please don't do that. Yeah. No, that, and, you know, we're trying to build some sort of um, momentum with all of this and some sort of excitement and stuff like that. It's, uh, yeah, probably a good idea if games are going on concurrently that... Or, or just you can preempt it. You go, look, we're going to give an update oh, from the game. Point. If you don't want to hear the score, block Yuri's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the games because there's one actually today. We're recording this on the Monday, and there's a game tonight. So uh, you may not even you may know the result for this one uh, before you listen to the podcast. Uh, Germany versus Spain. It's on at 18:30 local time there in Germany. That's a men's game. And we get a day off, Tuesday, and then back into it on the Wednesday. Germany will be taking on Belgium, the men. Uh, that will be at uh, 8.30pm local time there in Germany. Uh, the Belgium women are taking on Germany as well at 18.30. Well, it's at 6.30pm local time. And the Netherlands versus New Zealand. They're on at 19.30 local time. So 7.30. Um, I'm not sure how. Once again, those crossover games I find very irritating because I'd like to be able to watch them and they'll say, oh, you can always watch the replay, but it's sort of not the point. But anyway, those games are going on on Wednesday. There's also a game on Thursday, Spain versus Australia. That's a men's game. That's been played at uh, 7 p.m. local time there, which is about 1 a.m. for us here in Perth. Um, big game for the Australians. They knock off the Spanish and they're pretty much home and that'll be done and dusted. Uh, the Spanish men are backing up again on the 14th, uh, Friday the 14th. Uh, they're playing New Zealand at 7pm. And Great Britain are playing the Netherlands at home at uh, 7.30pm. I think it's on the 15th, actually. I think you'll find both games are on the 15th. Are they on the 15th? Oh, I've got them down as being on the 14th, but they're the 15th for us, if that makes sense, because the international date timeline thing. But uh, Well, Ashley's going to check that up. The 15th definitely has China versus the USA. That's at 4pm local time in China. And then Great Britain are taking on the Netherlands at 4pm. 
but that's uh, Great Britain time, not Chinese time. Yeah, there, there were women's matches on the 15th uh, yeah. in London, so against the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, also coming up on the 16th, Sunday the 16th, how's this for a day, Ash? Uh, we start off... Oh, actually, where do we start? Let's just go through the games. Spain, Argentina, the men's, the... Uh, a bit of a derby. I like to think of those games as a derby. Uh, that game's getting under midday, underway at midday in Spain. Then we've got Germany versus Australia, the women's game. That's getting underway at midday in Germany. We've got Belgium taking on New Zealand. Once again, the women's side of things. That's getting underway at um, 4 o'clock local time in Belgium. The Belgium men are taking on New Zealand as well. That game's at 1.30pm local time and uh, Germany taking on Australia at home that's the Germans that game will be on 2pm local time or 8pm for us so that'll be pretty good be able to watch that game here and that sort of rounds out the coming week of Pro League Hockey 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games so Averaging it two a day. It'd be nice if it did actually just have two a day at times where we could watch them all, but that's another yeah. story. No, you are right. The uh, men's game, Great Britain, Netherlands, is on the Friday night. The women's game is on the yeah. Saturday. I sometimes get confused because uh, they're listed as being on a date, but when the game's actually played, it's not that date here. Yeah, sorry, the other way around. Women on the Friday, men on the Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for your company, mate. Oh, good to be here. Enjoy uh, Europe. Enjoy the hockey. Enjoy Amsterdam. I'm sure you will. I shall indeed. And uh, enjoy whatever's coming your way this week in your hockey world. We'll be back with more Totally Pro League next week. And don't forget the Totally Pro League party. Uh, Matt and I are going to throw the barbecue on at the back here at the Cool Up Broadcasting Corporation. And uh, we're going to do some live streaming before and after the games and get a few people around to chat hockey. And so hopefully you can join us for that. You can get your previews and all that sort of stuff from us and then watch the action and then get back to YouTube and see what us clowns are up to. Uh, That's all coming up, though, on the weekend of the 29th and 30th, the finals of the Pro League. Until next time, take care and uh, look after each other. Bye.